Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. I'm Brandon Hull. You're listening to Freelance to Founder. It's season four, and this is episode three. If you're just tuning in, we tell the stories of solopreneurs who've scaled their businesses to something much bigger than themselves. And today, you're in for a treat. The first thing I'll touch on is that we actually don't operate um, as if we have competitors. Because working with people who do what we do makes our job a lot easier. So we actually partner with and build relationships with other personal brand agencies and PR companies. We're building a brand by doing really amazing work, not by putting ourselves in any sort of order of, or rank within the space. What do successful entrepreneurs across diverse industries have in common? What's the one trait or characteristic? There are many, but if you listen to any of our past episodes, and I do mean any of them, when you hear our guests' backstories, you'll see it. Sometimes as early as their childhoods, but definitely early in their careers. Successful entrepreneurs view opportunities and risks with an entirely different set of lenses than the rest of us. They often minimize risks that would derail others, and they seize opportunities that other people may consider, but ultimately discount. Cynthia Johnson, co-founder of Bell Ivy and a personal branding expert, is no different. That was her voice at the top of the show. From an early age, she learned to interpret her situation with a mind that challenged the status quo. You're going to hear that in this episode. Cynthia practices what she preaches, too, when it comes to personal branding. Having spoken at over 35 events in 2017, you'll learn her recipe for success later on. But her journey didn't take a direct route. This is her story. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? 
Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Well, I was born in Simi Valley, California, and then I left when I was about three to South Florida. So early life, I moved quite a bit, um, and I was homeschooled until fourth grade. Uh, and I was a um, terrible student. <laughs> I mean, I was I was it wasn't terrible. Um, you know, I did I passed tests, and you know, but when you're homeschooled, you need to watch these videos, and so. Um, like every time my mom would leave the room, I would fast forward with them <laughs> because I hated them so much. And so then I uh, first started school in uh, Kansas. So I was living in Kansas. Um, uh, I lived in Whitewater County. So yeah, so I lived in Sedgwick County while I was homeschooled, but then we moved to Whitewater County uh, where I was, um, that's when I started school, like going to school. Cynthia was a curious kid, as interested in reading as she was playing. Back then, you could have easily found her with a book as playing army with her younger siblings. She wanted to be the youngest published author ever, but she'd also check out youthful entrepreneurial pursuits as well. Well, okay, so I am living in a small place. Uh, <laughs> I was pretty adventurous. Uh, I used to do things like, I don't know if it's adventurous is the right word, um, but I was always running around doing something, and uh, I read quite a lot of books. I had a, I wanted to be the youngest uh, author, but that was, you know, living in just, this is like my world. Uh, I tried selling rocks once um, on the side of the road. I, <laughs> I used to, uh, I got in trouble, actually, for mixing sugar and Kool-Aid into bags and selling it <laughs> to kids at school. <laughs> Both of her parents were outside-the-box thinkers. As she mentioned, she was homeschooled in her early years in Kansas. And by the way, that's been really interesting over this first year of Freelance to Founder. How many of our featured guests have been homeschooled? It definitely over-indexes. I suppose for now we'll chalk it up to a one-off or a small sample size. That move, though, from homeschooling into a structured environment rubbed Cynthia the wrong way. But as her school years were winding down, Cynthia and her mother moved from Kansas to Colorado, where she finished high school. And her desire to learn more at her pace, asking questions as she went, was fueled by a couple that was near and dear to her in Florida. Yeah, well, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, and they were always, you know, my grandfather was a uh, 
you know, he was mayor of um, Fort Lauderdale in the 60s, and then he became the head chef for, you know, the first seven Super Bowls in the Marriott Hotels. So he's a very, you know, uh, interesting, dynamic person, and he was always flexible to change and always excited about new things. Spending time with him made me, you know, feel that way. Um, you know, my mom is similar. And then when I was put into an environment that was kind of restricted uh, a little bit with school, and uh, I was able to score pretty high on a lot of tests, so I was um, pushed forward, so I was in advanced classes younger. And so I just kind of had a little bit of an attitude of like, why do I have to listen to you again? Uh, um, and when you ask those questions, you know, it, obviously teachers get upset. Uh, and then that confused me. I was like, why am I getting, why are they so upset that I'm asking questions? Her move to Colorado didn't last long, just long enough to graduate, really, before she and her mother moved to Nevada, just outside of Las Vegas. Cynthia elected to go back to Colorado, though, for college. She told me a bit sheepishly. This is, okay, I'm just going to say it, but no one's ever asked me this. Uh, it was because they they were one of the only uh, decent schools that would accept a transfer business student who didn't pass statistics with higher than a C plus. <laughs> and I had taken it so many times that I just was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so I just, I went to Colorado. <laughs> Out of Colorado State, she went to work for Rank Lab, a search engine optimization company. It was by all accounts a great situation for her. Not too many hard rules in place, a lot of freedom for her to do things the way she wanted with her team. Uh, yes, yeah, so no, I be, I started at, at Ring Lab when it was uh, about a, I was the fifth employee hired and they were a search company. And then we uh, expanded and grew it into a full service digital marketing agency. And I became partner there during that. So that was a really interesting experience because I had no idea what SEO was. And, uh, but, but I brought a different skill set. So I got to collaborate with some of the best people, learn from some of the best people, you know, in, in the space, in my opinion. <laughs> and it was uh, an amazing experience to go through. Uh, and then also there was, you know, we worked with a lot of different companies and, um, and I've been involved in lots of different projects off and on throughout my life. So uh, for me, this was a great environment because it wasn't uh, a micromanaged situation. And I got to do exactly what I would do if it were my own company. Uh, and we got to, to really make a difference. But about two and a half years into her tenure, the owner folded a couple of businesses, including Rank Lab, into an acquisition by American Addiction Centers. We became the internal marketing team for the company. So uh, we took over all, all of their their uh, marketing strategy, and I actually, I actually worked in um, uh, alumni events, uh, brand development, PR, social, some of the content, um, and we had to integrate their in-house team, which is in Nashville, with our team uh, in Los Angeles, with the other company that was acquired team in San Diego. Uh, so I was committed to that for a year. Uh, I knew from day one, I think, <laughs> that that it it wasn't you know it would be that it was gonna be a lot of fun. I was going to learn a lot, um, but also that 
it just wasn't really for me. Um, and and that's fine. So you know, I had always kind of planned around this while also trying to maintain you know the proper level of participation and work with the team. You know, and also my my team expanded pretty significantly. You know, I went from doing the digital marketing with clients, small team, to you know managing. Um, you know, I think it was I had five departments, eight direct reports, and then in twenty some indirect reports in twelve states or something. And we went through. Cynthia, always questioning and learning, was patient. While she longed to build something of her own, she did outstanding work with the in-house agency until she was finally able to launch an agency of her own. From digital marketing to personal branding. You know, I learned a lot actually being at the, the healthcare company was that people can move the needle a lot. Uh, and so this this idea of personal branding, which I really don't like the word personal branding, but you know what are you going to call it? <laughs> and so, um, uh, yeah. So I realized that there's storytelling that can happen internally at a company that can really make the difference. And we, you know, were able to do some test runs with this at AAC, and uh, so we saw sort of a, a transformation or you know this growth area for digital marketing. Uh, in general, and you know, I'm a firm believer that there, there's digital marketing, but it's all the individual's marketing. <laughs> and uh, with with personal branding, it fell into that. So we, um, you know, started to find what we wanted to do in those two areas, and uh, and just went full full steam ahead. <laughs> so let's go back to the original premise: opportunity and risk. Cynthia had personally built up a base of expertise in digital marketing. She understood event marketing, PR, and brand marketing to boot. She'd applied these skills for other companies as part of Rank Lab, and as she mentioned, she did some test runs with personal branding. Now, where some other people may see a gigantic risk in offering personal branding as a primary service, Cynthia saw an opportunity, an open field. And where some people may see a need to start calling friends or firing off cold calls and cold emails to find your first clients, Cynthia saw a different approach to getting started. She knew whom she should target, and she knew what to do next. I don't think you need to spend a ton of time in the marketing community. I mean, you should bring case studies, and you should definitely get to know other people in the space, but where you're going to find business isn't necessarily there. It's going to be you know, show, being, showing up uh, and making friends with people that that throw events you know i or we had a big impact in the uh were able to get a lot of work out of the silicon valley area because you know a meetup in the silicon valley or san francisco area is a big deal and so you throw yourself on a panel and no one there is a marketer they're all people with businesses who need marketing <laughs> so the first thing i did is i created my own media email and i would pitch myself as media at my own website so you know, no one wants you to pitch yourself, but it, it wasn't me. It was like my media team. <laughs> and, um, and I would always uh, make sure to understand who was in the room um, because the people most overlooked tend to be the most, it can often be the most interesting. And um, that, that, and then when, they said, can you be back here next week? Can you be here Monday? We just made it happen. Um, and that is, you know, difficult to do uh, because you have to really commit your commit to the 
the next thing, even though you don't really know if it's going to necessarily pull through. Um, but for us, that was what would make, that's what ended up, you know, or what we wanted to be, uh, to make us different is that we wanted to find strategic partners that would refer business to us. The neat thing in all of this is if you were to talk to Cynthia, she wouldn't strike you as particularly aggressive or penetrating. She's self-assured and confident, but very steady and approachable. So it's really interesting to hear her talk like someone who completely gets the hustle that's so talked about in entrepreneurial circles now. To be honest, it requires a lot of um, figuring out whose values align with yours and then figuring out how you can help them and then just doing it. Um, don't ask, don't feel weird about it. Everybody wants, needs help. Not everyone knows how to ask for it. Uh, and if you're a marketer, for instance, then you, you know how to help people. Now, when we come back, I'm going to take you into the world of personal branding more deeply. There's some practical wisdom in Cynthia's story, too. You'll discover how a personal branding expert evaluates her clients and how she's grown her agency over the last two years since Bell Ivy got started. Stay with me for another minute. When you talk about personal branding, you should include our friends at Ripple. Ripple is a mobile app that helps you attract and engage potential customers on social networks. You can easily create beautiful images or videos that you can then customize as much as you like with your colors, your text, and more, and then deploy that content to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, and other destinations. They say it's like having a marketing department in your pocket. Designing is easy. Sharing is even easier. You'll also love their in-app stats and recommendations. Check them out at ripple.com slash FTF. Listeners can enjoy their pro service for free for seven days to give it a whirl. That's ripl.com slash FTF. All right. How does one go about the business of personal branding? Is it an art? Is it a science? We can all probably name some people who we think have established their names in specific industries. Heck, even our president was a personal brand before running for the office. And can businesses benefit from promoting the personal brands of their leaders and employees? Because after all, the business foots the bill for Cynthia's services. Uh, to be honest, I will say that the personal brand came out of a genuine need for something. So I was really interested in what I was talking about and I really wanted to share case studies. Then the first conference that I ever did, um, someone, they, they said something to the effect of, you know, you're a girl, you just have to stand there and look pretty. We actually have to have good content. And so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I got, I contacted, I contacted SlideShare, uh, this intern that worked there, and said, uh, my slides are going to go, they're going to go up tomorrow, uh, and you guys have never featured my stuff. Do you think you could do that? And they were like, sure. So then uh, after the presentation, SlideShare featured my slides, and I had the most downloaded slides at the conference, which made me look like I was... <laughs> so from there, it just kind of snowballed into this thing and so it was a learning experience but it came out of that need so the same then so I, I, I try to apply the why to all of the, the clients that we work with uh, because that is not sound cliche really really important but here's the thing about personal branding so many people 
think it's a matter of being active and documenting how active you are. There's far more to it than that. There's a recipe for determining where you're at and what you need to do to get where you want to go. The way we operate is that everything is uh, done is done custom, and we've always done that at Rank Lab. We do we're going to do we do it here, um, and so it it involves us understanding. First of all, we work with people on the personal brand side that have very specific business goals in mind. We look at it as uh, reputation management, accelerated, you know, achievement of business goals. So we try to get a balance and an understanding of uh, what, who, who the person is, who they think they are, and who they are online. And then what are the goals for their business? And who do they have to get in front of to achieve those goals? Because it's usually about getting in front of the right person or people. And what do those people need to see for that introduction or that first encounter to be really effective. And, and so, and also when we use people that have business goals in mind, you remove things like um, very obvious ego. Um, again, not that that's a problem, but in a business it is. If you have several co-founders or a board of directors or something, it can cause problems. Um, so we have to be very mindful of that. And then we look at, uh, the other side is that we don't want to go after someone's personal budget because then it becomes this numbers game. We want to go after a corporate budget. And what else does the client need to bring to the table? My belief is that if people don't know why they go to work every day um, from a very personal place, then you're not the the deal isn't equal. Um, and so when you put your personal brand forward in that, and it benefits the business and it benefits, you know, these other uh, goals and objectives, then you, it's a new kind of energy and a new, uh, a whole other, a whole new level of, uh, business. You'll pay tens of thousands of dollars for a personal branding consultant. So you can see why Cynthia got started with and still does so much event related marketing. If you put yourself in the right place at the right time, you will meet your ideal clients. The, the most difficult thing about personal branding is the is getting people past the fears of, uh, one, talking about something as if you're an expert, and you, you are. We have, uh, I say, a developed, um, a pridefully humble society, uh, people that are, you know, I don't you know, want to talk about that or I don't want to do that because I would seem, you know, uh, to, to be showing off or bragging. Um, and what I like to say is, you know, if you are the expert and you, if you are the expert and you see that the people who aren't the experts, let's say like the pundits, right, who don't work inside the White House, never have, but they, they study it. And so like they can be a pundit. If you let those people talk when you're the actually the only person who could come in as a, as more qualified and push their them aside, no matter how reputable they think they are. Um, then the problems that come out of that could be your fault. You could, of course, apply some of these principles and practices all by yourself. Maybe the costs are prohibitive enough that you have to, but be prepared. If you're truly ready to become a powerful personal brand, it will take significant work. 
To launch her own agency a few years ago, Cynthia and her partner Zach Binder, who's been with her since the start and worked with her at Rank Lab, hit the circuit. They were everywhere. Cynthia spoke at every event she could get to on the West Coast. She networked with event marketers, as mentioned, and offered such value that she was ultimately able to sit on the board with a few conferences. And she was willing to set aside one additional risk with a few key early clients. Um, You know, we've had uh, companies that, you know, a month in are like, we just love you guys. Here's like a 1% of our business. And I'm like, great, thanks, you know. (laughs) So... We've set it up to be able to take equity in companies and work that way as well. So we really do become growth partners. That willingness to view things from a different perspective and to question or challenge the status quo, it doesn't have to be an in-your-face approach. It can be as sweet and docile as the young Cynthia Johnson was as a new student in Colorado, full of questions and wonder. For example, how does she feel about how competitive the space offering personal branding services has become? The first thing I'll touch on is that we actually don't operate um, as if we have competitors because working with people who do what we do makes our job a lot easier. So we actually partner with and build relationships with other personal brand agencies and PR companies. We're building a brand by doing really amazing work, not by putting ourselves in any sort of order of or rank within the space. Um, the second thing is that we do offer uh, things like content, um, you know, we we break out the cost of, you know, PR phone calls and we'll figure out like a dollar amount around there. We have a retainer that we always, um, you know, work on and then we'll look at the goals. So, for instance, if your goal is to um, raise, you know, let's say Series A or something, well, you're looking at a, at a different type of personal brand campaign than... Um, you know, because now we're trying to build out and make sure that you're someone that should be trusted with someone else's money. So let's say you've extended an invitation to Cynthia for coffee. You really want to understand personal branding. Maybe you're looking to do more to capitalize on what you think you've got with your own personal brand. What would Cynthia ask you to understand your situation before offering any advice? So I would, I, I would start by asking a little bit more personal questions. You can tell a lot about someone when you ask about their significant other or their mom, um, it kind of gives you an idea of who they are. Uh, and then, you know, talking about how they, you know, how they like to spend their day. Um, I think that's important because like you, when you're going against natural behavior, you're never going to be happy doing, you know, so you should really build your career around the lifestyle that you want. Uh, and so uh, getting a bit of understanding, you know, in that, and then also sort of, uh, you know, asking for this elevator pitch of who they are. And because you get, a, I do see a lot of founders cause you're so in it, in it when you're in it that you, you see other people's inability or uh, to not understand your business as they're lacking in something instead of, you lacking in the messaging or the communication of that service or product. Um, and so that definitely the response there, uh, when I hear that little elevator pitch can definitely break out some, some sort of ideas of how a person sees, uh, the world. (laughs) And 
uh, definitely asking hard questions that are almost like a pushback because seeing how people deal with pushback uh, is important. It's because, and I always say like, you don't know how other people react to hearing about you, but I do. And you can also tell a lot by asking uh, who people, you know, like some personal brands past uh, or present that, you know, they really uh, relate to or admire. Clearly, mastering your own personal brand is more than developing your voice, more than writing a lot, more than starting a podcast, and more than speaking at events. Cynthia Johnson, with partner Zach Binder, have quickly built Bell Ivy into a multi-million dollar agency by applying their own principles to themselves. Since she lived the agency life before starting her own, what did she learn early on about the first principles when building a business that you want to scale beyond your freelance life? Well, the, the first thing you have to do is, um, it's extremely crucial that, especially in the early days, the people that, that you hire, the, remembering, that, remembering what can be taught and what can't be. Um, and knowing that the first few people that you bring on are going to have to be people that you trust, that represent the, the company well, that have the same belief system as you. There's all these things and uh, because you will need to trust them to get things done, to talk to clients, to show up on your behalf. That's just absolutely true. The, the second thing you should do if you're an agency is get yourself a really great editor and have them find a bunch of writers. <laughs> Because writers don't want to be in-house. They do not want to sit here for eight hours and try to write all day. No one wants that. Two, um, you want to be able to cherry-pick writers based on their knowledge and their ability. And three, you want to have someone who's held accountable for the quality of that content when it goes out. But content will always be the driving force, um, no matter what. That will always be there. So make sure you have an editor. And that's the story of Cynthia Johnson, co-founder of Bell Ivy and personal branding expert, With this episode, you got a lot more of the expertise than the scaling the business story. I'm okay with that, and I hope you are too. You do a simple Google search for Cynthia Johnson, as straightforward as that name may be, and you'll see exactly how she goes about building her own agency. She practices what she preaches, as they say. So if you've got feedback on this show, give me a shout. I'm on Twitter at Brandon Hull. I'm awaiting your comments, questions, or suggestions too. You can also shoot us an email to shows at Milo.co, that's M-I-L-L-O dot C-O, or comment on the blog post at the Milo.co website. Coming up next episode, supremely successful blogger, Sarah Morgan. You may know her as XO Sarah. You can't do things randomly if you want those, you know, 10,000 followers, 100,000 followers. Like the people with crazy Instagram accounts, They're scheduling everything in advance. They're writing their captions really strategically. They're pinning at, or they're uh, Instagramming at specific times. Nothing they're doing is random, even though it looks random. We hope you're enjoying this fourth season of Freelance to Founder. If this is your first taste of the show, feel free to subscribe automatically through your favorite podcast player. For all of us at Milo, and again, that's M-I-L-L-O dot C-O, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.